trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Somehow it doesn't really feel as if we've reached the end of the month, but here we are at the final episode of January already. As usual, we'll be looking at the month's Sega headlines, oh, and reading out some girls' spam emails. Yes, I'm Green Vaporate, and welcome officially to the Topical Resort, although we'll be getting into all of that in just a bit. I don't really have too much time for speaks because this intro, this version, is incredibly short compared to the version I normally use because the off-topic intro, in case you never really noticed, is different to the normal intro for the show. But uh, yes, I think with that we're going to kick it straight into some music and we're going to kick this off with a Miku track and I can already hear your groans and mumbles in the chat. I know, but save them because I think you'll enjoy this one. From the newly released mods Sonic Mania and Hatsune Miku, this is the theme of the hardboard heavies right here on the Topical Resort.
And with that, welcome officially to the off-topic week of the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We kicked you off with two amazing tracks there. What you just heard was from Initial D Arcade Stage. That was Space Boy, obviously one of the more well-known Initial D tracks. I don't really play too much Initial D on this show, so that's why I had to slot some in just there because I think it's a crime that we don't play enough on this show. That's because it never really shows up in any of the topics we talk about. But before that was a track from Sonic Mania and Hatsune Miku, and that was the theme of the hard-boiled heavies. And I sort of saw, I, was, I sort of did that on purpose to kick that off the show because I expected a lot of groaning because as soon as most people hear the word Miku they just go, no, tuning out, tuning out. But that is honestly a truly awesome track because it's a mashup of Jet Set Radio and as well the hardboard heavy scene, two of which sound, you know, the hardboard heavy scene clearly takes inspiration from Jet Set Radio, so they just work really well together, and that's why I had to, I had to kick that off on the show, and we're going to have a tr- another track from that mod a bit later on, in fact, actually I say bit, but it's going to be right at the end of the show, and it's also another banging tune that doesn't really have too much Miku in, in it, although it does have a bit in that other track. But yes, anyway, I'm rambling now. We have quite a few people in the chat. We have we have I uh, we have Rapid Run, who, by the way, happy, happy, happy birthday to you. We'll be getting, obviously, the obvious track on for you a bit later. I say a bit later, it'll also be into the, um... It'll be into the request block, and apparently a lot of people are saying they like Miku. Because normally when I play Miku, I just get a lot of passive-aggressive grumbling on the show. But yeah, apparently some people are actually agreeing with me for once. But yeah, we we need to play some more of that banging soundtrack a bit later on. And yes, Rapid Run, you are correct. It is the Wii Shop channel uh, as Talkbed, but it's a remix of it. And yes, Marco, anything goes as a request. But as I was saying, we have quite a few people in the chat. We have Shadix Croft, we have Rapid Run, we have Dr. Marco, we have Doom Girl, we have Electric Boogaloo, we have Veritex, we have I1980, we have Jamie64326, and we had someone else in here earlier. Who were they? We, we also had a bit, quite a bit earlier on, we had 20 and Wrath. Wrath finally returned to the Radio Sega Discord this week after many, many times of being away. And yeah, um, there's, there's quite a lot of just general chatter currently in the Discord, which normally doesn't really, you know, actually no, that's a lie, normally it does happen, but normally it's not as coordinated as this, normally everyone's talking about like three different things at once. Oh, you know, so I should say, we currently have uh, Scott also listening in, who is, not, I believe, not on the Radio Sega Discord, but he's currently in my own Discord, so he'll be reading out messages simultaneously. If you're also listening in, but you don't want to use Discord, you know, perhaps send us a tweet at Topic Resort at Radio Sega or at The Green Vibrate, or by far the best way, if you don't want to mention any of us, it's just drop the hashtag, hashtag Topical Resort at the beginning, end, or wherever in your tweet, and yeah, it will show up and we'll read out your stuff on the air. Or for some reason, if you're still still one of the stragglers who loves to use IRC, that's alright, we have that too, irc.thrillchat.net, hashtag Radio Sega, and that's the channel you need to go for if you for some reason don't want to use Discord, because I normally wouldn't advertise it, but people in the past have been using that to listen in because they don't want to use Discord, so if you want to do that, that is also completely fine. But yes, um, pretty much all that we currently got going on is we're going to be reading through a list of... Nope, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) We're going to be reading through the month's news, more specifically January's news, and we're going to be going in order. So we're going to start at the beginning and work our way to the end. Previously, we used to start at the end and work our way to the beginning, but I think it works better if we do it the other way around. So, kicking off the month of January... 
we had the fact that the ta Daytona USA 3 was just fully released online to the internet by Sega. Yes, this wasn't one of their smartest decisions in a long time. So what happened was Sega released a massive update for Daytona USA 3 for arcades. They released it on the internet not realizing um, what horrors they'd done because they'd actually released the full game to the internet. And now normally this wouldn't be a problem with arcade games, except modern arcade machines actually just run on computers. And once again, this should be an issue because, you know, we can just encrypt the EXE and whatever else it needs to run. Nope, because people found a way to remove the encryption, so suddenly, Sega just released the full version of Daytona USA 3 online, and now, thanks to, like, mods and stuff, you can actually fully play USA 3 on your PC. No arcade machine required, no, you know, virtual coins required. The full Daytona USA 3 experience at home, thanks to that slip up by Sega. It, it wasn't one of their best decisions in a while. And um, yes, it is Sega Amusements International, as Electric Boogaloo has rightfully pointed out. Um, aside from that, we also had the fact that a cancelled Dreamcast game, Agatha, is soon to be released. And I don't really know too much about it, but it's a cancelled Dreamcast game, so it automatically must be cool. Aside from that, and going up to around the end of the month, Yakuza 6 was announced to feature New Japan Pro Wrestling Stars. Because, why not, I guess? The thing is, Yakuza 6 is already out in Japan, so I'm not sure if this is just an addition to the American version, or this was already there, and they're for some reason branding this as news. I don't really know. In other news, Rush On Game teases some new Mega Drive stock coming soon. So, some new Mega Drive Genesis titles coming to their service. Some good stuff right there. Also, January 9th at MAGFest was the Sonic Adventure Music Experience. It returned, this time for 2018. In the past, they've done Sonic Adventure Music Experiences, in fact. We're going to be playing some from the 2016 one that happened in Japan. In this music break, in fact. But yes, I have actually listened to it because the whole thing's on YouTube. It is very good, and I would have played something from that, except it's all in like one hour long video, and I need to cut it up and fix all the audio issues with it and all that, and that just wouldn't have been fun. But yes, in other news, Fantasy Star Online 2 surpassed 1.5 million downloads for PS Vita. Obviously, there's way more downloads than that across all versions, but PS Vita. This was probably one of the more popular ones outside of the original um, PC version. Obviously, it's come to PS4 and it is now soon going to be coming to Switch. Or, although, of course, <laughs> it's not coming to the US or Europe or anywhere in the West. You can keep dreaming, though, because it is still on Sega Nerds' official, official release list as a uh, LOL release date, pretty much. Still got a few more bits here. We have the fact that Retrobit is releasing Bluetooth, Mega Drive, Saturn, and Dreamcast controllers. So you know, no more, no more like controller adapters for your pre-existing controllers. Now all you need to do is just hook it up to a USB, and that's all you need to do. These these are always very awesome when they release these USB retro controllers, and I'm certainly looking forward to the Sega line and seeing just what, exactly what the build quality is like. So I might pick some up if they're if they're top notch. 
Um, this is quite funny. Sega and Retrobit might be working on a retro console. I don't believe that, but it's there. And um, probably most, uh, one of the most exciting bits of news for me is that Josh Prod teases a teases new titles for 2018. For those of you who don't know who Josh Prod are, they are a developer, an indie developer for the Sega Dreamcast. And I think they believed at one point they were actually going to stop making games, but I think they're coming back. Let's just read through the article here quickly. Um, okay, apparently they're just being released for like new consoles, but they might come back for the Dreamcast because Josh Prod do have a tendency to release their stuff for Dreamcast. So, um, yeah, as it mo- as it mentions here, Josh Prod last year bought 4x4 Jam, a 3D off-road racing game that was a PSP and later Android and iOS exclusive to the Dreamcast for some reason last year. But yeah, now it's pretty much coming back. Oh, they're coming back this year. Hopefully with some new releases that come to Dreamcast. Outside of that, I think we've got a few more bits of news. And apparently, another rumour, Shenmue HD remasters were pushed back because of Shenmue 3 delay. Ha 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 Yeah, Shenmue 3 remasters. Oh, sh- sorry, Shenmue remasters are currently not happening. There's quite a lot of chat again down here in the Discord. RadioSC.GA full slash Discord. I'm not plugging at all. And, um, Electric says there's no 3 in the title as it's mostly a remake. At one point there was a 3 in the title and the image that was shown on the Sega Nerds website was a 3, so I'm going to say it's a 3. And plus, it's pretty much a 3. We're gonna call it 3 because it's cool. Um... It's too much going on in here. It's, it's all, it's all just. Um, I can't say that word. It's all jank posting. There we go. We'll say that instead. Um, so yes, you may have noticed there is actually no lag for once. I don't. This is actually a plus because I finally got round to reinstalling Windows, which is how I should have done it all along. Because if you listen to the past few episodes of Topical Resort, you know I was having multiple like tech issues, like stuff will just stop working before the. St- before the show started, I'd have to restart the stream, and my internet would cut out, and it would like be all jumpy and laggy. But yes, I finally got around to reinstalling Windows, and oh, it's so much nicer. There's been like no lag so far, pretty much, and it, the stream itself is just a lot smoother. So that's nice to hear. And of course, if you're somehow one of the lucky few who has access to the higher quality stream, then you should be able to go right ahead and listen to that right there because we finally back at the higher quality levels. But as for now, I think we're going to get into some more music. So we're going to keep this off with something from Daytona USA due to the uh, Daytona Championship news. So we're going to kick this off with a track from Daytona USA 2001. This is Sky High Mirror right here on Radio Sega.
on Radio Sega.
Welcome back to the Topical Resort. We are playing you any music that we want, more specifically the music relating to the news of January, because we are looking over the Sega headlines for this month. What you just heard there was from the Sonic Adventure music experience. That was Windy and Ripley for Emerald Coast, the Sonic Adventure music version, Sonic Adventure music experience version, or as we were referring to it as in the chat, Preset Coast, because um, I've been getting back into Sonic Adventure DX speed running and Emerald Coast by far takes the most by far takes the most lives and also runs of the entire game for me and before that was a track from Daytona USA 2001 that was Sky High the mirror mode version that's the version which doesn't really get played as much as the original version and as well as the normal Daytona USA 2001 version but now we are back and we're gonna look at the muse which was happening in the middle of the month and also, Electric Boogaloo does bring up a good point. Sonic Adventure turns 20 this year. Because, of course, 1998 was the release year. December 23rd, 1998. So, that in mind, we we had kicking off the middle of the month of January. Hyperkin announced they were making a new Genesis system called the Mega Retron HD. I'm not really sure what the purpose of this is, honestly, but it exists, and it's probably better than any at games console. I'm sort of curious whether um, it will make the same mistake that the uh, the Retron 5 made, and that mistake was that the fact that they use Lib Retro and they use Retro or oh, sorry, they use RetroArch and they use RetroArch cores to power the console or the emulation on the consoles. So, and for those of you who don't know, RetroArch is basically probably one of the most popular emulators because it's all in one. You can run every single emulator within this one program, and it uses cores for every single emulator, and then all those cores are piled into one program. You can use those cores. They are open source. However, they're open source to an extent. You cannot sell those cores in any commercial product, which the Retron 5 fell into, because the Retron 5 used those cores in its commercial product, therefore sort of violating the use terms. I'm sort of interested to see whether they're going to try and be like sort of sneaky and use the Mega Drive core again without them realising, because I'm not really sure how they do it otherwise. Because if they didn't do that, I don't really know. Um, let's have a look at what's going on here. And Electric uh, Pulu says, "I'm sure that new, I'm sure that new Genesis Retron is using a system on a chip. I imagined it probably was using a system on the chip, but at the same time, I thought maybe it might be a bit of a higher class one. Maybe they were using a more advanced, I don't know, system perhaps. Because I expect Retron usually make quite high pro quality products, and that definitely does look more high quality. But actually, looking at that, I think that's a system on a chip. So thank you for pointing that one out." Um, also on January the 15th, it was announced that a new House of the Dead is coming to arcades, and that is definitely all the hype on that one, because House of the Dead is amazing, and a new game would be absolutely incredible, and apparently, according to some people who were at the location tests for the new arcade version, they're looking to bring it to consoles, so there might be a new House of the Dead game on consoles too, and wouldn't that just be so amazing, because... House of the Dead hasn't had technically a new release since around 2011, and a whole new game to mark that. And also, this looks a bit more serious than uh, Overkill did. It's not like that sort of cheesy 80s that knows it's che cheesy on purpose uh, sort of 
action movie parody spoof thing. It actually looks like a serious, gritty House of the Dead, which is a pretty good thing, if you ask me. Um, the Sega Saturn replacement power supply hit Indiegogo. A similar concept was fought up for the Dreamcast, the Dream PSU, which I believe was kickstarted. Uh, it was to fix the fault, the the, well, the known faulty power supply which the Dreamcast had, and the Saturn one is very similar. The Saturn had a pretty faulty power supply, which was now going to be fixed with this new sort of power. I think it's just power unit, power supply. Okay, power supply. Um, also, the by far probably the biggest bit of Sega news this month was that Two Point Hospital is now going to be released sometime this year. So this was sort of teased through Sega's Twitter accounts and that was through very clever marketing and I say clever as we'll get to it in a second. Basically what they did was they posted an image of a light bulb and then a date next to it on the left and that was sort of it. It was just a hint. And most people with common sense sort of found out that it would be Two Points New Game. And I, I knew this too, I knew it would be something relating to Theme Hospital, which it eventually was. However, Sega later posted another image and they put it as two, as in the number two, and then Morrow, and then light bulb again. Both times people were like, oh my goodness, it's Dreamcast 2, Dreamcast 2, Dreamcast 2, Dreamcast... Not even realising the sort of business fundamentals of that, of why would you make a sequel to the console which tanked your business and killed your console market? Think about that. Why would they ever do that? But for that crowd, that crowd wasn't nearly as bad as the Jet Set Radio crowd because <laughs> the Jet Set Radio went ballistic on Twitter. It was Jet Set Radio Future, Jet Set Radio Future, HD, HD, PC, 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 Jet Set Radio 3, Jet Set Radio Future 2, blah, 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 blah. Like, going crazy. And then they started going like, well, Smilebit's logo was a light bulb, so it must be a light bulb, therefore it must be Jet Set Radio. If it's not Jet Set Radio, I'm going to be incredibly angry, blah, 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 blah. It kept going on like that. And then um, the day came and it was Two Point Hospital. And the Dreamcast 2 and the Jet Set Radio sort of supporters lost their mind. It was incredible to watch. It, it, it's possibly one of the most fun sort of um, Twitter... I can't say that word on there. Twitter jank fest. We'll, we'll use that. Okay. One of the greatest Twitter jank fests I've ever witnessed. Sega fans just went absolutely mental. Oh, sorry. Sega fans, in quotations, just went absolutely mental. I tried to troll as many of them as possible by posting the Salt MP4. It worked quite well. I got some quite nice angry responses to that. But yeah, in general, Two Point Hospital, I think it's going to be a very cool game. Some people who wanted a Dreamcast 2 might not necessarily agree with me. We also had a few bits more of a few more bits of news, which was Shenmue 3 screenshots are now here, and I believe there's going to be some more coming soon. And finally, NFL 2K1 and Ooga Booga are going to have their online modes restored soon thanks to DreamPie. They had their online modes restored thanks to DreamPie. Uh, we had quite a few bits here in the chat, mainly a few people going back and forwards, back and forwards, back and forwards. Um, not really too much of worth, except... um. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo has posted Salt Bay, which is perfect because that is exactly 
how I think most people felt about this. But now, it is time that we get into the request block, and for those of you who don't know what the request block is, it's quite obvious, the request resort. It's where you can request the music relating, or you can request any music relating to the topic of the episode. And since there is no topic, that means you can request any gaming music, and we have a few Sega and a few non-Sega tracks thrown into the mix right now. So if you want to send them in, at, I actually forgot to play the jingle again, I've been very bad at that lately, I keep missing it out. If you want to send in a request, you can send it in at Topical Resort, at Radio Sega, or at The Green Vibrate. You can send it through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can send it through Discord, radioac.ga forward slash Discord. You can send it in through email, topicalresort at gmail.com, or you can send it in through Radio Sega private message. I'm Green Vibrate over on the forums. You have all those different places to be able to send in your request right there. Yeah, we've had we've had quite a few tonight, all all quite varied as well. Just just like the sort of general music selection that's going to be going on right here. I also need to slot one in because I did say I was going to play that. That's not even close to how you spell that word. So let's try that again. Yes, we are going to put that there, and we're going to wait and see if anyone else has anything they would like to hear. Uh, talk about the Ouya now, apparently. Yes, the Ouya was very low indeed. But it's, it's still better than those at-game consoles. And the games the games are there, even though they were like poor Android games, I'd still rather have them than some of those dreadful games. And, oh, that is a great request right there from Rapid Run. Definitely going to have to slot that one in after the track. We're only going to play a small bit of that track, because I, I don't feel like torturing you, if I'm honest. But... Yeah, I, I think I'm going to let you get on with some more requests during the song break. But as for now, we're going to get into the request resort block. And I'm sorry, Jamie, you, you actually still haven't sent in your request. And I'm sorry, once again, you got beaten by the almighty Electric Boogaloo. Actually, I think you did send in a request. Let me look, Jamie. Um, yeah, you did send in a request. Apologies, but Electric Boogaloo still got it in before you. Whoops, I keep burying your messages. <laughs> Apologies. But, um... We got so many requests. Actually, I think I'm going to. We don't have any Sega Mixtra tonight, so I have time for pretty much all of these. We're going to pad out the show a bit with some of these requests right now. So, with much, without much further ado, we're going to kick this off with a request from Electric Boogaloo from one of his favourite games, obviously, from Jumping Flash. This is Slippery Iceland. You're listening to the top of the result right here on Radio Sega, and we're running through the month's Sega headlines. But as for now, let's play some music. Request Resorts.
This one goes to Rapid Run. Happy birthday, and also, um, yeah, don't don't burst your eardrums, please. That'd be nice. And that's enough of that. On, on to a much better track also requested by Rapid Run. This time at his ear's pleasure and also at his request. Let's listen to Friday Night from Yakuza Zero.
Just so you know, Doom Girl, this one was sent out by Veritex, and um, apparently this is a symbol of how much he loves you, so, um, divorce, that's all I have to say.
I think it's time we moved on to something a bit nice for the years. Here's Bubble from Yakuza Zero, aka the main theme.
Well, that music rate was a little longer than intended. Welcome back to the Topic Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was from the Saturn version of Sonic 3D Blast. That was the credits theme, You're My Hero. Um, I always had an interesting um, take on that, which was from um, the now ill-faded Superpower Flower Hour on Sega Sonic Radio, which is, who's singing that song? They estimated it was apparently a flicky. If so, that would be incredibly creepy, quite frankly. But that was a request by myself, because I really like that track. Before that was a track from the original Star Fox. That was Corneria, a range version. And no, Jamie, I forgot to play your request. I'll play it in the next block. Uh, that was the arranged version of Corneria, and that was requested by Mirko, because obviously Mirko has suddenly become a huge furry. I mean, Star Fox fan. Star Fox fan, yes. Um... And before that was a track from Sonic World Adventure, also known as Sonic Unleashed to us Westerners. That was the Night Hub World for Apatos, and that was requested by... I believe that was requested by Scott, actually. Yes, it was requested by Scott, I remember that. A rather excellent track that doesn't really get too much recognition, because no one really tends to play the Hub World tracks outside of the Halaska ones. Everyone really tends to sort of gravitate towards the stage themes, quite understandably. But yes, a great track anyway. And for that was a track from the Japanese version of Yakuza Zero, as I was informed. That was Bubble, which is the main theme, but only of that version. And that was requested by the King, who is not here tonight, because it was his birthday yesterday, so he decided to go out for a lovely drink. Can't really blame him, but uh, Bubble sort of... The name Bubble could loosely tie into a drink, I guess. For that was a request by... <laughs> Very text dedicated to Doom Girl. I don't think that marriage is going to last much longer if that's the sort of music Very text sends out to her. That's, that was the Sign of Evil, which is the theme of Map 8, more specifically from the 32X version. I assure you the PC version of that track sounds much nicer. For that was actually a track that wasn't from a game, but rather it's a song that was used within the Sega company, and that was Young Force, and you might recognise that track, although in another form, you won't recognise that version of it, because it was later reused as the ending theme to Sega Hard Girls, and that is a very lovely track, actually. All versions of that track are really nice. It's, it's a really soft, sort of nice-sounding Japanese track right there. Uh, speaking of nice soft sounding tracks, before that was a. Oh, I believe that was from IO1980, if I didn't say that. Before that was another nice soft sounding track. That was from the Tomb Raider anniversary, and that was the main theme, as requested by Shaddix Leto Croft. And before that, once again, was a track from Yakuza Zero. This is from all versions. And this is Saturday morning. No, it's obviously Friday night, as the track rightfully says many, many times. And that was requested by Rapid Run. Speaking of Rapid Run, before that we had a track dedicated to Rapid Run. It wasn't requested by him, I rest assure you, because he didn't like that one. <laughs> that from JSA Radio Future, that was a birthday cake, which was obviously needed because it was his birthday, and he needs to give that to everyone. Yeah, um, just don't lose your earlobes in the pro- earlobes? Don't lose your eardrums in the process. And kicking off the block was a request by Electric Boogaloo. That was from one of his favourites, Jumping Flash. And that was Slippery Iceland, which was an absolute tune, by the way. I really do need to listen to more of that soundtrack, as well as play the game soon. And also, Electric Boogaloo is pointing me in the direction of the person who sings the You're My Hero song. And it's uh, it's Debbie Morris. But uh, last I checked, Debbie Morris wasn't a very common flicky name. Uh, yeah, but anyway, now we're going to be getting back into some more Sega news and then we'll play Jamie's request in the next block. But yes, we are now heading towards the end of the month of January. So, why don't we have a little look? One that will obviously get some groans just because of the name, because apparently no one likes this character, despite the fact I've been told that a few people like this character. 
uh, a Hatsune Miku VR game was released on PlayStation 4 at the beginning of last year, around the same time that Future Tone came to the West. Now, that same VR game is now headed to PC for devices such as the uh, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive and all those lovely VR devices, I'm sure Skyblaze or whoever else is at VR Focus will be not enjoying themselves and probably wanting to stab their eyes out while playing this one. But, you know, it, it's a thought that counts. Um, in other news, Limited Run Games are making replacement Sega CD and Saturn dual cases. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Sega CD and Sega Saturn in the U in the US only, they didn't do it in any other regions, had these sort of like long boxes, and I believe the PlayStation 1 had them as well at the beginning, and they were sort of slightly thicker than a normal CD case and also slightly longer, hence they got the name long boxes, and these were used for Sega CD, and they, were only, they weren't meant to be used for the Saturn, but they were because Sega had leftover stock from the Sega CD, so they used them. And yeah, these were notorious for being quite flimsy, so limited run games making these means hopefully you can replace those games in your collection, which may be just looking a, a wee bit tatty. In other news, Mutantly, Mutant Football League was finally released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. We had an interview with the creators over on the Sega Lounge around the beginning of last year, I believe. Um, so there was that. Also, IDW has announced a ton of new stuff relating to the Sonic the Hedgehog comic, which will be coming out this year. Um, we'll have a, a bit more news from that in just a second, actually, but as for now, we know that the teaser issue is going to be releasing very soon indeed, so get hype on that. Obviously, go and pre-order it as soon as you can. Another bit of big Sega news that was only very sort of recent is that Yuji Naka, aka, you know, pretty much conceived as, oh, not conceived, pretty much seen as like the father of Sonic the Hedgehog and Nights into Dreams and all those sort of games and the best game he ever created, Let's Tap, Let's Tap, Future Tapping Game. But of course, yes, he has now announced that he's joined Square Enix and there was mixed reaction to this. Some people said they loved it and other people like Iron1980 said Square Enix was the shadow of what they once were. Which is a shame, but at the same time, I look forward to seeing what contributions Yuji Naka can make to Square Enix. But unfortunately, we all know that what, what that means. And fortunately, that means that Prope didn't quite pan out as we as he wanted it to. Oh, as Rodia as the Sky Soldier will probably end up being the last game they release, which is a shame, because the Wii version of Rodia the Sky Soldier, not the Wii U and 3DS versions, they were horrible. The Wii version was a really good game, which I... Even if you don't really even like Nintendo, I'd recommend you still look at it because it plays just like a perfect like mashup between Sonic the Hedgehog and Nights into Dreams. It was honestly really fun. Check that out. But yes, sad that Prope's gone, but happy Yuji Naka is now lending his talent to Square Enix. In other news, um, Shimigami Tensei Strange Journey Redux had its release dates announced, and those release dates being being 18th of May 2018 for the Nintendo 3DS. There we go. And um, we got a few more bits of news, but I'm going to say the biggest one, or what I believe to be the biggest one, until last. So there was the fact that we read it out a bit earlier that it was going to be, but now Ugabuga is back online on the Dreamcast thanks to DreamPie. And yeah, if you like the game, go ahead and play it. I don't actually know anything about it, so I can't really comment. Um, in other news, the Supersonic DLC, which we commented on last month, which would soon be paid, 
it, or it would be free for a month and then in January it would be paid. It's now announced it will be free permanently thanks to the huge amounts of backlash they got on all forms of social media. And I get it should have been in the game in the first place, but I think people were kicking up a little bit too much of the fuss. I get it, yeah, it should have been there in the first place and it should have been free in the first place, but... Come on, two quid for Supersonic. And especially, it was free for the first month, so even if you don't have the game, just download the DLC and it'll be free forever in that case, because as soon as you get the game, bam, you've already got Supersonic. At the same time, it's like, yeah, now it's free forever, which is also very good. I think that's better than what it was before, but at the same time, I feel like people maybe kicked up a little bit too much of a fuss there. And finally, this wasn't the last bit of news, but I saved this till last, because I believe this is the biggest bit of news. That's recent, and I think it's the biggest bit of news in the month in general. They ha IDW Publishing has announced a new Sonic the Hedgehog character, with this character being Tangle the Lemur. And this character honestly looks so cool. Looks amazing, if I'm honest. I I'm looking forward to see definitely seeing some more of this character in the future in the comics, because I will find a way to read these comics. It probably won't be the way you want me to read them, but that's because I live in the UK and these comics won't come out in the UK and they're going to be really expensive to import, but I'll find a way to read them somehow. Yes, this new character looks really cool for you who want to sneak peek, because perhaps you didn't see it before. I will send you that. There you go, in the Discord right there. And, um, no, I just think it's a cool character design, Doom Girl. Not everything has to be a jab. But yes, with that in mind, that was all the news for the month of January. And now, with that in mind, let's, let's switch on over to something a bit different, I say. So, we'll get rid of you. We'll come down here. We'll do this. And we will come right here. Yes, you know what time it is already. It is time for the one, the only, the topical resort. Spam email reading. It's returned. We, what, what do the Nigerian princes want from me this time? It's time to find out because I won't have time next block. Because we've we got a very heated topical thesis coming up. But... If I oh I don't actually have the email address on here. Uh, this is a bit awkward right now. Uh, let's add this back in. Uh, that's correct. Really? Now now's not the time for this. Do not make me confirm it's me right now at this time of day, at this time of the year, localized entirely within my house. Uh, yeah, if, if you understood that, well done. You understood a very basic meme. Um, security code, where's that? Come on. Where is it? Please. <laughs> I'll, re I'll read out some messages in the uh, in the Discord in just a second once I get this set up. Yeah, tap, tap yes. Please. Yes, 83. Okay, I don't know why it wanted me to do that, but it did. There we go, okay. Um, may you see it? No, you can't You can't see it, unfortunately. A anyone? No, nothing. Nothing in there, nothing in the kitchen. It, it's, it's just a night. It's not a fire, I swear. Yeah. Anyway, let's just have a quick look at what the Nigerian princes have been sending me today. So, I'm going to kick this off with an email from... Elodine 
Koolibaly? Let's go with this one. Dearest, I know this mail will come as a surprise since we haven't known or come across each other before considering the fact that I sourced your email contact through the internet in search of trusted person who can assist me. I am Mir Saladin, Warlord. Warlord's not a good name if you're trying to get me to give you money. Ibrahim Kulababi, 24 years old, female from the Republic of Ivory Coast, West Africa. And, sorry, am, am the daughter of late Chief Sergeant Warlord Ibrahim Kulabi, aka General IB. My late father was well known as an Ivory Coast mil military leader. He died on Thursday, 28th of April 2011, following a fight with the Republican forces of Ivory Coast. For some reason, o only seven years later, you're deciding to email me that you suddenly need cash. Hmm. Yes, but um, <laughs> aside from that, let's meanwhile let's skip to the good bit. Let's see how much let's see how much money they want. <laughs> the father of my blessed memory deposited the sum of 27.5 million US dollars. Okay, so that's, that's a good sum. You're offering me good figures here. But the question is, how much of this will I receive? So, therefore, I seek your help in transferring the money into your bank account. While I will relocate your country and settle down with you. Uh, okay? That, that escalated quickly there. Uh... <laughs> Aside from that, you haven't really told me how much I'm actually going to earn. Um, oh, she apparently apparently this person has a Gmail, despite the fact they emailed me from an AOL. So they have two emails. So, yeah. So, as far as I know, I'm going to be getting 27.5 million. Officially, our resort owner is once again back in the dollar. Um, this one's great because this is literally the exact same email, except they changed up the first name from what was what was their name? Eliadine to Maria. So yes, Shadow the Hedgehog is currently emailing me as we speak. It's literally the exact same email, like word for word, except they just changed out their first name for Maria, and they changed out a few bits of their email. They're French apparently, despite the fact they're in Africa. Interesting. Um, oh yes, I think I read out this one. Actually, no, I didn't. I got the exact same email once again from another person, but I have won $850,000 in a Chevron Ghana online promotion. Once again, absolutely balling right now. I, I've got so much money, I could spend it on so much, I could literally pay people to do my work for me, yes. We need, we need some tour guides to the resort. We need some, you know, people on the doors to hand out tickets. All of that, I can source that, you know. I've officially got the money. And one more, we got one more from Vivian, who's wrote in very big text, actually. Um, Vivian is somehow in critical health condition. She may not be alive tomorrow, but she's still able to send us the money within the next few weeks, however. Um, she starts quoting the Bible. She can't use quotes, apparently. But... She has some funds that she inherited the sum of $10,500,000. I am absolutely minted right now. Nothing else. None of this <laughs> none of this was going to charity because if you're this rich, you don't care about charity. That's a lie. Always give to charity, including myself. But people, people this rich don't seem to care, but I do. But at the same time, I wouldn't have any of this because I'd actually be owing double this amount that I've been earning in in money because the bank would absolutely kill me 
But yes, there are all the emails that I've currently been receiving. They're always interesting to read out. Just because, you know, I get so many of these on this email. It's really odd. I don't know why they target this email over, like, you know, some, like, professional business emails. But, um, yeah, we got, we got a few messages about that here in the, uh, in the Discord. Ugh, interesting. <laughs> but yes, I think we're going to get on with some more music right now. So since we obviously had the announcement of a House of the Dead game coming soon, it only makes sense that we play some music from a recent House of the Dead game. And no, this is not going to be a vocal theme because this is a PG show. And um, any of the vocal themes would instantly bump this up to an 18. <laughs> For those of you who have never heard them, that's just sort of how vulgar they are. So we're going to be playing you an instrumental right now. And it's an absolutely classic instrumental, very jazzy and all that sort of stuff. So, from House of the Dead Overkill, this is Washington's theme right here on the Topical Resort.
Tropical Faces. What an absolute tune we just played for you there. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We're about to get into the Topical Thesis, but before we do that, why don't we tell you what we just played? And that was a track from the Commodore 64 version of Monty on the Run. And as I said, absolute tune. That is the main theme presented in Sid Chip Stereo. Absolutely adore that. And thank you so much to Jamie64326 for requesting that, because I actually left that out the main block. But at the same time, it's it's so great. It's amazing. For that was a track from Shenmue, obviously due to the Shenmue 3 news we've had this month, and that was another classic. That was Tomato Convenience Store. That always brings back good old summer memories, because that's when I remember listening to that one the most. Absolute tune, by the way. Always, always good when I hear that one. Always puts me in a good mood. For that was a track from House of the Dead Overkill. That was Washington's theme, which is the instrumental version of Get Funky, also known as, um... <clears throat> need to be careful how I say this one. What the Funk, which is the sort of main theme, sort of not, of House of the Dead Overkill. It really depends on who you ask, really. But I, I consider it the main theme myself, but... Yes. With that in mind, we're now getting into the topical thesis, and that is where I take an opinion that I've seen, or I've come up with, or I've heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it. I give my three points for, my three points against, and then I come to a justified conclusion based on my six points. And today's topical thesis is not controversial, but it's definitely going to bring up some varied opinions. So with that in mind, today's topical thesis is, are game controllers better now than they were before? Let's get into my three points as to why I believe game controllers are better now. More resources are put into creating game controllers than before. You know, nowadays, like, I remember when the Xbox One was coming out in particular, there was, like, this massive news report about, like, how much they'd put into, like, researching everything necessary to make the Xbox One controller. And it paid off, because, as I'll be getting into at the end of this thesis, it's, it's a lovely controller. It's really nice. I have it right next to me. You can probably hear the triggers right now. Yes, but um, a lot of resources are put into making new controllers, so surely if you put in a lot of time and effort and money, surely you're going to have a good end product. And that's my first point right there. And newer controllers generally stick to a consistent design that's streamlined over generations rather than throwing the old design away and starting fresh every generation. That's, once again, fairly self-explanatory. You know, like, take the Xbox line once again. Actually, a better example would be the PlayStation line. The PS1, PS2, and PS3 had identical controllers, except very minor differences, like the PlayStation 2, for example, added the two... Actually, what did the PlayStation... PlayStation 2 added, like, a few bits and pieces here and there, but not really, like, too much different from the original DualShock. PlayStation 3 changed up a few bits. It changed the triggers, it added a home button... And it added like six axis and all that sort of stuff. Six axis. <laughs> yeah, but it added, you know, every generation sort of streamlined itself. It added in new things, but still kept it roughly the same. That's my point. That's what new newer con- controllers generally tend to do. Rather than make a controller, throw that one away, make something new this generation, throw that one away, make something new. Surely, if you're going to keep working, I keep saying surely. If you're, if you're working on the same design, but just refined every time, then eventually you're going to refine it to the perfect point. But I actually forgot to write down the third point here, so um, let's come up with one. Um, I re- Can I think of a third point? This is a tough one. I guess you could say 
the you, you can see how much controllers have evolved over time, and therefore the extra sort of features on the controller make them much better. Like you know, now we have triggers on controllers. We have uh, shoulder buttons. We have joysticks that can be clicked in, like that. You have like start buttons, home buttons. You know, you have all these extra features. But when you go back to a Mega Drive controller, it's just a D-pad and three buttons. Some people that's good, for some people that's bad, but I personally see that as a point four. You know, controllers have advanced to the point where we can have tons of buttons on controllers and make them complex without them feeling sort of overly alienating to the people playing them and feeling overly convoluted, should I say. There's always some good points, are there some bad points? So let's have a look and see why older controllers are better than newer controllers. Some of the best controllers that are still widely used are from older console generations. I think the prime example here is actually the GameCube controller, which uh, may anger some people because Nintendo. Blah, blah. But um, the GameCube controller was originally created when the console was launched back in 2001, but um, it's still actually used to this day. Um, so it was used in the original console, and then the Wii added support for the GameCube controllers. Then the Wii U came out. The Wii U removed all support for the GameCube controllers. So that's the end of that saga. Except it's not, because when the new edition of Super Smash Bros. released for Wii U, they made a controller adapter, which means you can play it with your GameCube controllers. This was 2014, and now the Switch is out once again, all signs of GameCube support completely removed. Except they added once again that support for the adapter. So that controller that was from a console from 2001 still works on the newest console in 2018. That's my example, but because surely... If new controllers are that great, why is there still support for the old controllers which people still vocally love so much? Surely that must mean that old controllers did it better. With all the testing that now goes into making new controllers, it's quite it can quite often be forgotten why people liked their favourites in the first place. Let's get the examples of the Xbox One because that had so much development put into it. I remember when it first came out, it sort of got mixed reviews because people claimed that Microsoft lost sight of why people loved the 360 controller. You know, the triggers felt different, the D-pad, although the D-pad was awful on the 360 controller, but you know, they completely threw, threw everything out of the water and made a different D-pad. You know, the, the feel of it's different, the sticks are different. It's almost as if, you know, all this research, which should in theory make something great, while they were doing that research, they almost forgot what people loved in the first place and instead went with statistics. Surely then that must mean that old controllers are better than new controllers, and they just went by gut instinct. But, um, another point against is controller preference in this case really comes down to personal opinion, so even newer or older controllers could be considered better, which is really up to you. So that brings me to my conclusion. As I mentioned in my last point, this thesis will probably be one of the most divided due to ha one of the most divided so far due to matters of preference. Although, so although I come to a verdict, this may not necessarily be your verdict, and I'd really like to hear what yours is. Some absolutely classic controllers have been released over the years, which are still loved by many. But at the same time, the build quality of modern controllers continues to improve with time, and thus the designs are also improved. Personally, I adore the Xbox One controller for 3D games, and the DualShock 4 aka PS4 controller for 2D games. 
And they are my absolute favourite controllers of all time, and yet they're the newest controllers so far. Nintendo's current lineup of controllers are nice, but they don't quite stack up to those two for me. So in my opinion, I believe that controllers are better now than they used to be, but that doesn't discredit all the great controllers that have been released by many companies over the years. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vibrate. Send it through Discord, RadioSega.ga, forward slash Discord. Send it through Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash Radio Sega. You can send it through an email, topicalresort.gmail.com, or you can send it in through Radio Sega private message on the forums. I'm Green Vibrate over there. All those places you have to be able to send in your opinion. But as for now, we're going to check Twitter, and then we're going to check Discord, and then we're going to get in some music. So we're going to have a look at... Um Twitter so far, people have still just been arguing over, um, over Lima, or oh, sorry, Tangle the Lima. We had three comments over that. We had, um, someone saying that, she's amazing, I love her design, and I can't wait to see what else she can do. Whereas, Chestnut Bowl, on the other hand, completely disagreed. Chestnut Bowl said, do we really need another character in the Sonic universe? To which, Diego Santana replied with, yes, we do. So, opinion seems to be quite divided on, so far, whether we like Lima or whether we dislike the Lima. So, I really want to hear your thoughts in Discord, but as for now, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the topical thesis more. So, let's have a look at what you had to say on Discord. Uh, Marco says, I actually like the pre-PS4 DualShock controllers. The PS2 had analog buttons, if I recall correctly. I absolutely love the PS2 controller. The PS2 controller was so nice. In fact, I... I went out my way to get the uh, translucent blue PS4 controller, and, I, and I, I finally have a USB adapter for it as well, so I can use it for PC games, because it looks, well, it just looks the part, and it feels so nice for 2D stuff as well. I'm really torn between the DualShock 4 and the original PS2 controller from favourite 2D controller, personally. And, uh, Electric Boogaloo mentions how he likes the DualShock 2. And, uh, IS says, Dreamcast, Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Surely they didn't have too much change. Aside from that, um, just memes about calling the police. Um, more, uh, Xbox bashing and Xbox loving. And yes, as Mocha says, Xbox is about to become the next water cooler. We'll never let that meme die down. Yeah, yes, and F-Man and all that sort of stuff. Aya has brought up a good point. Saturn pad for fighting games doesn't kill my hand like the PS4 pad. It's true, yes. I, I didn't take into account fighting games. Saturn pad is by far the best for fighting games. PS4, I think, is best for platformers, 2D platformers, personally. But with that in mind, we're going to let you get in your responses. But as for now, we're going to play some music. So, um, this track doesn't really relate to anything as such, but... I thought I'd put it here because we had some like small news about Mega Drive and that that Mega Drive stock would be coming back to that website, which I've forgotten the name of now. So, why don't we listen to a Mega Drive track from Streets of Race 2, aka Bare Knuckle 2, Shitsu, Eno, Ch China, I'm gonna guess, oh, uh, Chin Conquer, uh, yes, Streets of Race 2. This is Go Straight, the game version, right here on the Topical Resort.
an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Cooling. And one... Once again, welcome back to the Top Grizzle right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was a track from 
Black Panther 2, Yakuza something, Yakuza Chapter Ashura, that was Born to be Wild, the main theme, which many people in the chat were posting, mute, 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 because apparently Rexy's been requesting it a lot. Before that was a track from Streets of Rage 2, that was the game version of Ghost Straight, which is an absolute tune, if I do say so myself. Speaking of tunes, I want to give a big thank you to uh, Nikki Flowers for making that We Chop Channel remix that we were using as a talk bed for the past two for the past two, uh, sorry, the past four, the pa past four talk breaks. But as for now, we're getting into the Discord call-in. As you already know, how do I join the Discord call-in? It's fairly simple. You go to radiosc.gf/discord, grab a microphone, and then jump straight into the chill out. And we have a few people currently waiting in the chill out. And I'm going to calculate this based on who has not been on the show for the longest, since these are all free regulars. That person was on last week. That person was on the week before. That person was on the week before that. So we're going to go with the person at the bottom. That person knows who they are. Let's drag them on. Welcome to the show, Shaddix. How are you doing today? Hello. Hi, uh, hi, hi. Well, you're working. That's a good start. I was worried that none of my cables were going to be working because of the reinstall. I'm never working. When am I ever working? Most days, because you need money. <laughs> Except for that. That's true, mm. but yeah. Anyway, so what would you like to talk about today? Ooh, I don't know actually, I'm trying to think. Maybe it's comment possible. on some of the news that um, has been happening this month. There's one thing that, you know, the Nintendo Labos, that one's still on my mind. Sure, we talked about it last week, but um, talk about it again, I guess. Maybe briefly, just because so we don't bore people who listen to last week's episode. <laughs> Very brief. <laughs> so what do you think of it first, because I cannot remember. Um, I was kind of in and out, weren't I? Well, to be honest, I've had another week to sort of think about it, and I've sort of warmed up to the concept, but I'm not entirely sort of still there. I'm still not really sure why this needs the use of the Switch, although I'm told <clears> once <throat> again it's a STEM thing, but I still don't know why I think about it. Nintendo could expand outside of the Switch for it. They could explore other avenues through tablets, through mobiles, they could use it as an application on mobile, through, you know, um, Google, not just the Switch, just go out with the mobile outside of it and you can, they'll develop certain things you can do with a phone or the tablet, not just the Switch. Yeah, that's, that's what I was that, thinking. <laughs> yeah. If they did that, then it's even more profit, kids can benefit from it from it's got an engineering side to it you know makes their minds think really i, I say this because i've got nephews i got a nephew and i've got two nieces so i, I look at it as a parental guide a guide you know like a parent basically yeah i think like um because i know i know another stem thing was the uh, lego mindstorms and that mm -hmm. actually is a computer so I was sort of like questioning, as you said, why I didn't use a tablet or a phone, but more specifically why I didn't use a computer, because my issue wasn't the cardboard thing itself, because her Nintendo yeah. selling £80 cardboard. And that's not my issue, because people have done like cardboard creating kits in the past. My issue with it is I don't really get how it ties into the Switch, it just sort of feels tacked on, because, oh, the Switch is popular, let's do it for the Switch. It's Whereas Nintendo they could have done it for like... Gimmick. Whereas the thing is, they're trying to expand into like the mobile market. So why didn't they do something for mobile rather than exactly. like? Because it doesn't got all feel all these different it... sizes of phones as well. So they could have like iPhone X sized ones or iPhone eight sized or any type of you know. Yeah. Really. It, you know, at the same time, it's like 
I don't get what this has to do with the Switch. I feel like it would be probably more successful if it wasn't to do with the Switch. But they just tied it in because, oh hey, mm-hmm. free marketing, free battles, that's cool. I think it'll do well regardless, though. Yeah, I think it'll do well, and I've definitely warmed up to it because I think from more I see, the more I think, oh, that'd be a cool thing for kids. Because it's and exactly what that. Other, People... What other options they could have for it as well? It's like people are getting so salty, but at the end of the day, it was an announcement for kids. It's not my kids. Smash 4. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, when people see announcement for kids, they think, oh, it's going to be a game that's for kids, but everyone can play. No, this is a thing that's pretty much exclusive for kids, because I don't think they're going to make, funnily enough, Nintendo Labo in adult sizes. No. So, yeah, um, is it... That, that feeling you won't be able to play, uh, what was it, that giant robot one that was originally going to be on the Wii U, but it just went bye-byes for, like... Until now, they yeah, the giant robot one. Cool. They repurposed that from the Wii U. Originally, you would just play with the the joypad. Uh, the joypad. Fuck from me. <laughs> the uh, joypad. Mm, the gamepad. God damn it! You got there in the end. <laughs> gamepad, and you would move it around, basically like Star Fox, in a sense. Star Fox Zero. No, the flashbacks <laughs> don't remind me. I know. I played it, and I was like. Ooh, that's awful this game. I wanted to really get into it, and I really like Star Fox. The thing is, like, okay, yeah, it's slightly off topic. The game We're itself is so good, <laughs> but the controls are so bad. And the soundtrack's immense as well. I love the soundtrack. It's, 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 like, it's Platinum. How does Platinum mess up the controls, but did everything else amazing? How, how did that go wrong? Ugh. <sighs> I guess it's just down to bad bad design choices of the controller and all that. It's just not purposed for it. It's too yeah. large. Maybe for the Switch and... You know, like, if it was for the Switch and it was on the controller, have it similar to how you, you, know, how you aim on Breath of the Wild. I, I, I just sort of find motion controls to be really <laughs> finicky with, like, gamepads and stuff. I, because... can't, I, I can't play Breath of the Wild with normal controls now i have to have motion controls every time when i go back to normal analog stick i just feel dead restricted it's like fun for that i think yeah i love that it's that's when i was playing um was it twilight princess i think that had it as well i think you know with the aiming with the gamepad and that worked that worked stupidly well better than it should (laughs) have at least i got that right I think the thing is, like, it works well for those sorts of games, but everyone's like, oh, you need to use motion controls for Splatoon. And I, like, it's an option, I, though. That's why I like it. It is an option. Yeah, but I played both the games. I found the motion controls to be, like, really horribly finicky for those two games. It was like, Splatoon, it was like, eh, I'm going that way now. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, like, turn, like a ratchet. So I, I just had to turn it off. Didn't, didn't, didn't they have the option on the second one? They had the option on both, but the thing is, everyone was oh. like, "Oh, you can only play the motion controls. It makes you so much better at the game, and it feels so fluid." But every time I used it, it just felt like I was using a ratchet. It was like, eh, turning slightly right, turning more right, turning more right. Like you had to do why, it. Like... That's why I couldn't get into the game. I, it was just I tried it with motion controls first, and I was like, "Eh, no." It's like I'm, I'm sure some people will kill me because I know Casey's like diehard into Splatoon 2, pretty much. Well, but can't do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, but it's like, I. I played the game, but I just don't get the hype over the motion controls. Like, I don't mind that. Like, no. as you said, Breath of the Wild, all the Zelda games, 
all these other games since like Ocarina of Time 3D have used it and they work great there. I just don't know why it doesn't work in like shooters like Splatoon. And that's the issue, it really doesn't work in Makes Star me makes Fox me wonder how, what Doom would play like with it. I think it could potentially like an interesting concept at least. Like no that's more than like an option. No, that reminded me of that. It's like but no, no the more only than thing they option. had was waggle controls, so waggle to you know, do this um gore kill. Dude. Rip off the cyber demon's net. I need to get back into Doom. The issue is I'm like, Same. I'm stupidly bad at shooters, so I'd have to play on like easy mode, which I'm going to go, easy mode. Uh, but then it's too boring, is the issue. No, I don't have the Switch version. Oh, that's PS4 version. Don't play on any higher difficulties, otherwise the frame rate will tank. Yeah, but it's just like, um, I'm just really bad at shooters, so I have to turn the difficulty down, and everyone goes, ooh, you're bad at video games. And it's like, yeah, I am. I'm bad at shooters because I never really got into them. But it's like, if you turn the difficulty down, the issue is I found that Doom was incredibly boring with the difficulty down. Like, there was just yeah, no is. enemies anywhere. <laughs> but then Basically, if I turn it up, the original I Doom guess... like that. It'd be like, who's everyone? And then you'll see one um, marine, and then you shoot, and there's like, nothing for like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I forced myself to get like, semi-decent at the original Doom, but not like, good enough to get past like, the first few levels, but at the same time it's like... You should have the... played with me in Tazos, that, that was stupidly fun, we were yeah, dying I, all the time. Yeah, but I, I, I literally on <laughs> like, most levels I can't get past level 3, so I have to turn the difficulty down, which is bad, but at the same time I need to, I need to train myself to get good at shooters, it's like, I don't just magically get good at them, because I haven't played Best way to much. play Doom, if you're gonna play Doom, WSAD and up down left right with the, just basically keyboard only for me. That's the best way to play the original oh, Doom. I, I have to play no controller. No, 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 I can't do it. The original Dooms, I have to. Doom 3, I have no choice. And, you know, Doom 2016, if not played it on PC yet, sadly. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, back slightly on topic. I guess I should ask you this. Opinions mm. on the uh, new Sonic character? Well, I didn't actually know the name at first, and I only seen the artwork, I didn't really pay much attention to details. Looked at the artwork and I thought, ooh, that looks really nice. Why didn't they introduce it in Sonic Forces first, and then eventually tie her into the comics, instead like of having the avatar? Rabbit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking! Because they, they... The... they wanted to put Cream the Rabbit in Heroes, so they put her in advance to his promotion. Yeah, they could have done exactly the same. Instead of having this... Hey, look, we got buddy, buddy, yay, fist bump, he don't talk. Yeah, I think, no, but I think that's a marketing tactic. Like, honestly, I think that's better because you can, you can... I actually quite like the avatar feature, if I'm honest, because the custom... I do? I'm, I'm not into customization, but I think it's, like, a really cool thing to have in place. Mm-hmm. Like, when I played it... When I, played, I, it as I, an, I would have preferred it as an option. Yeah, like, I... Replace Sonic with this character, then you can play as your own character, not as a forced gimmick. <laughs> Get it forced. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very good at creating characters either. Like I'm just really uncreative in that. You've sense. seen like, some of mine, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Like both times I played Sonic Forces, I just immediately made a Knight's avatar because that's how uncreative I am. I've done Jet the Hawk. I've done Sonic Chew. It's <laughs> still better than what I've done though. I've, I've done some quite creative ones when I get bored. I just get bored because you get like uh, how many slots do you get now? I can't five remember. Years. Mm, still a bad game. Uh, yeah, uh, I that's to, what I, have get, I, I have to get that out. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, not say it's horrible. Back, back to what we were saying. Um, new character. Yeah, 
I'm definitely pre-ordering it. This it looks so much more interesting than Archie. It just looks. I only got into the Archie comics really late, so no. Um, maybe what was my first issue? I think it was about two hundred. So really late. <laughs> yeah, decently late. Yeah, but um, it's interesting. Um, I hope I, I really hope they pull them into the games as well. That that should be a you know gives them more life into the games rather than oh god. A Mirko joins. Um, I'm getting distracted by Mirko as usual. Um, kind of thing. Yeah, just put her into the games as well as, you know, balance it out. Bring some new fresh blood into the games instead of it. Laptop's just crashed. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'll, qu- I'll quickly state my opinion. So I got, I got two things. One is, I, I feel like this is how sticks potentially should have been done because it was clear after they put sticks in Sonic Boom they were like we really want to put this character into the main series but we can't so we're gonna we're gonna put sticks into spin-offs and stuff but we're not gonna put her into anything else despite with the fact we want her in the main series I don't think it helps that sticks looks way too fam- similar to marine though that's the problem yeah, it was like when the concept art was revealed everyone was like oh my goodness it's a, it's a marine redesign marine yeah, yeah. exactly it is literally marine but Fucking crazy! Oh my god, Doctor Pooh and Donald Trump's listening into our conversations. We must put tinfoil on our heads. Thank, thank goodness we're not broadcasting this for the entire world to hear. Otherwise, <laughs> Donald Trump would know that he's currently listening to us. Oh my god, fake news everywhere. And EMD, I had a display driver crash. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would like say my my first experience of the character. Um, funnily enough, I actually didn't know until, like, this morning, because, um, it's when he posted on Discord, like, what's your opinion on what, this? What's your you, opinion? On I was, like, sarcastically, like, well, I was sarcastic, because I did re- realise, I figured out the name afterwards, and uh, thought a sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, no, 20 posted the thing, like, what do you think of this character? I'm like, if I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest here, I'm like. Sounds like it? a fan character. No, I, what I thought it was, was I thought it was a furry character, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when it, I actually fought Here's my original furry character, he's called Tango, and he's gonna be a Mobius and Lenny what? Yeah, when I, when I found out this morning, like, I was looking on Sega Nerds preparing for this uh, episode, and I was like, Oh, that's who Tony was talking about! Now I felt yeah. really bad. I, I actually didn't know the name properly, uh, you know, but... <laughs> I, I I just looked at the image and thought, hey, this character looks pretty cool. It has a tail and it has a hand. <laughs> Whoa, it has a <laughs> that, hand. It that, has eyeballs. That was that was a really good um, way to fake out fans going, oh my god, it's Sally. Oh my god, it's Sally. Oh my god, it's Sally. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's Beat from Jet Set Radio Future. Jet Set Radio Future 3 confirmed, as well as Dreamcast 2. Mm-hmm. Oh god, we're gonna go through that again. But this, um, Tony mentioned uh, before that there's gonna be a Sega reveal at this games event. Yeah, Pai exactly. <laughs> new, new Sega reveal, and there's already people saying Jet Set Radio. This ain't Sonic, this ain't Sonic. No. No, if, no, Sega wouldn't reveal such a game like that. It's it, such it, a small um, event. Yeah, it would be at a Western event like South by, whatever it's called. South yeah, by exactly. Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest. 
Or just, you know, they'll randomly announce it on Twitter. It's like, hey, we're going to tease you with something and then, you know, eventually post it. That's yeah, how but... social media works, really. They're just so determined that it's going to be Jet Set Radio. I just feel, like, really sorry because the Jet Set Radio fan base, I apologise, but I, I doubt any of them are here, are quickly becoming worse than the Sonic fan base, in my opinion. Forever stuck on Isle 10. It's just sort of like, it's just becoming the loud, sort of whiny ones, and the Sonic fans are suddenly starting to look really good in comparison. I think there's getting bigger and bigger. Is like, have you seen that JSR Live account? Yeah. They are, they are pushing and pushing and pushing, getting their voices louder and louder. They've got 12,000 followers. This is like their third anniversary like this year, and they, they have like more followers than we managed to get in. I mentioned that the other night. Well, I knew that, but the issue is, they. Okay, I'm going to say this since probably no one from there. Wait, what? Sega releases Wheel of Fortune. What is it going to have? What? 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 (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. I say this since I don't think any of them probably listening. They're very good at talking the talk, but when it comes Mm. to putting things into practice. Oh, they, they're very good at talking the talk, and they're very good at sort of looking the look, but they don't really yes. put anything into practice. Like, their website looks gorgeous, and their social media is very sort that of... That little chat thing as well, it's just so seamless. And their social media is very, like, well-crafted, like, they know how to build an audience, but when it actually comes to the content on the website, it's... I don't really like it. It's because it's like... It's not even actual radio. What it is is it's just like a random predetermined stream and you can switch between stations so that switches between different playlists. So mm-hmm. technically it's not even it's not even like an actual radio station. It don't use Icecast no. or it doesn't use Shoutcast. It just uses it's, predetermined it's just playlists. It's a big massive fan gathering with a social media presence. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time like good, that's good, not good. knock that's not knocking them because oh. they they know what they're doing. They the person behind Jet Set Radio Live is obviously very well trained in this sort of thing, I imagine, because they must have, unless someone he else must, did it, they must have coded the site. He must have done social media training, because it's a course now. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people who have been course. doing social media training. Neko, no one's going to do Vida anymore. Stop. We were talking about this the other day, but apparently the like developers in the West were supposed to stop developing games for the Vita in 2014. Yeah, yeah there's um, Catherine remaster on the Vita and not on the Switch. Mm. <laughs> Logic. Who, who did this? <laughs> Atlas and their bad decisions because they hate us. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, I think we should probably wrap this up now, Dean. <laughs> Thank you I know, so much I need for coming to go, I need to get a plaster or something. My hand's absolutely burning. I've just popped. I burnt my hand the other day and it's just... Ah, uh, just popped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dean. Uh, ha- have a good day. Aye, aye. And all that sort of stuff. And you, sir. Thank Bye you now. very much. And that was Dean, and that was the Discord call-in, and now it is time for the Toppy Mix. And the Toppy Mix is where I play a Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, a remix relating to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode. Our Sega track, it's it's a Sonic game, that's not really a shock, it's nothing really special, it's a vocal theme. After that we got a remix, which is, for those of you who don't know, on the off-topic episodes, which is at the end of every month, the remix block is always dedicated to a top, oh, sorry, a tropical resort remix, and this one, in my opinion, is an absolute belter. So definitely get the volume turned up on that one. 
And then um, the non-Sega track is a actually a mod, music from a mod, although this isn't from Miku, Miku and Sonic Mania, because we have one final track from that coming up a bit later on, and it's not a vocal theme. It's it's a uns theme. That's for now. Yes, that's it's from a different mod. But as for now, let's get into the toppy mix. Kicking it off with a sonic vocal track, whatever that may be. But for now, enjoy the music. Let's get scratching. Greatest 
And for one last time, welcome back to the topical result right here on Radio Sega. We just heard there was our non-Sega track of the week, and uh, there was always groaning because uh, it's Mario. I uh, don't like music that's not Sega. That was from New Super Mario Bros. DS, which is a hack of New Super Mario Bros. DS made by Scarlow. And it is an absolutely excellent hack, although this is obviously a Sega server, I highly recommend you check it out. I was playing it before the show, and I'm blown away because it is... 10,000 times better than the original game, but yeah, it was made by one individual developer. It's genuinely good. So much polish, excellent stuff. Play it right there. For that was a remix by IIEZ. That was Welcome to Paradise, and I absolutely adore that track as well. Oh, also, I should probably say, Free Leap Galaxy was the name of the track from Newer, and that is actually a remix of the Star Song from Super Mario Galaxy 2. No, no, nope. Super Mario Land 2 got six golden coins. I said Galaxy because it's a space track. <laughs> Obviously, the most well known track from that game, but yes, it's a remix. No one got the points. There were no points. I just said you get absolutely nothing if you guess what it's a remix of. Remix of the week was IIEZ's Welcome to Paradise, which is a rare remix because a top Tropical Resort remix is already pretty rare. But to get a remix of the map theme is even rarer. In fact, that's the only remix of the map theme I've ever come across. Yes, that is an absolutely amazing track right there. And honestly, go and check out his stuff because it is absolutely awesome. The, the map theme is actually my favourite Tropical Resort track, which is why I use it as a talk bed. I actually prefer it over the stage themes themselves, which is why when I when I saw that like pop up on YouTube when I was looking for remixes played this month. That had to go on there immediately, that is amazing. But we are running a little short on top of Tropical Resort remixes, because there's not that really that many left anymore. Sadly, because all the good ones have sort of dried up, and it's not one of the most remix tracks in the world. Blame Sonic 3 for eating up all its audience. Before that was a was my Sega track of the week, which didn't relate to the topic of the episode. That was Night of the Wind from Sonic and Black Knight. It's a bit of a discussion going on. Everyone said that game was quite disappointing. Personally, I loved it. I, I sort of remember really badly wanting that game, like, quite a lot, and then finally got it a year later after sort of having to, like, bite my lips because everyone around me sort of had it and it was, mm, it was painful, but when I got it, honestly, I wasn't disappointed because everyone thinks it's a pretty bad game. I think it's mediocre, but it, it's dumb fun, like, swinging the Wii Remote all around is, like, just so much fun to me, in my opinion. It's just dumb fun, as I said. It's not great, it's not great entertainment, it's just fun for a little while to play every now and then. But yeah, definitely that theme song, Night of the Wind by Crash 40, definitely hypes up the game. It's just perfect at creating the atmosphere that you want to be playing that game. Anyway, we're pretty much ending off the show right now. There's quite a lot of stuff going on in the chat. Uh, stuff that I can't really read out, but it's still stuff going on anyway. But I think I'm going to read off who's currently in the chat, because I think we're going to sign off right now. So we've had in the chat, we've had Shaddix, we've had Mirko, we've had Doomgirl, we've had Jamie. Earlier on, we also had myself. I'm not counting myself. We had Lost Impact, we had Electric Boogaloo, we had John the VG Nerd, we had Veritex, and we had II1980. If I missed you off, I apologise, but, you know, send us a message. We also had quite a few lovely people over on the Twitter. Quite a lot of people interacting with our tweets as well. But, um, yeah, we're going to end off the show right now. Read it out, read it out for the nice sake of people. No, because it's a PG show and I can't read anything you said. <laughs> but, yes, perhaps you would like to know what is coming up next week? Well, you may recall that I reopened the, um, what was it called? 
the topic requesting thread, which was over on the Radio Sega forums. You can still access them, they're still open. You may recall that I reopened it, and quite a few of you actually sent in your requests. <laughs> Edgy music and Sega games. <laughs> yes, but um, no, we actually have decided, based on one of those requests, what we're going to be doing next week. So for the first for the first week of the month of February, at the request of Shaddix Croft, we are going to be taking a look at the Super Hang-On series. But that's next week. As for now, I've been Green Viper 8. We're going to end it off with another track, as I said, from Sonic Mania and Hatsune Miku. This is a remix of Egg Reverie, the, aka the true final boss theme, and I adore this one. Uh, if you were watching my stream where I actually played through the game live, you would know that as soon as I heard this, I went, oh, the emotions went through the roof. The Just the, the beat on this track is awesome. It, it's like, there is a bit of Miku in here, but it's not the main part. For the most part, just focus on the great beat and as well as the classic Egg Reverie track. But as for now, I've been Green Viperate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show, check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.